Show me the money. Show you the money. Oh, no, no, you can do better than that, Jerry. I want you to say it with you with me then, brother. Hey, I got Bob Sugar on the other line. I better hear you say it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Show you the money. Not, not show you. Show me the money. Show me the money. Yeah. Louder. Show me the money. That's it, brother, but you got to yell that shit. Show me the money. I need to feel you, Jerry. Show me the money. Jerry, you better yell. Show me the money. Hey, what's up, builders? It's your girl, Cantwin at the Blogger, and you are now listening to the LBF Podcast. I have Danny here with me for episode about financial growth between two young Black adults, and I named it Money Bag No, and I really like... <laughs> I wish y'all could see my face. Like, I'm so over her. <laughs> I really like the fact that um, it just came together like that, so... <laughs> The first question I asked, so it was something on uh, online where this lady was like, how are you out here having money for luxury and vacations and your aunt is struggling to pay her light bill? And so it got me to thinking, of course, because the rebuttal to that is, you know, people were saying, I'm not responsible for adults in my family just because I might be financially more stable so I'll ask you like are you responsible for those less for uh financially fortunate in your family when it comes to money responsible no like, <laughs> you hear me? like I, I'm trying to get my life you know what I'm saying like I'm trying to get myself together like if I can help you then cool but making it my responsibility though yeah that's a bit much (laughs) I gotta take care of my household and yours that's a lot it is a lot and this conversation for me is just it's it's indicative of a lot of the things that hold us back or hinders us as far as the black community goes because when you look at a lot of other communities they reach up and give financial support Mm. um Black community, we, we we reach down. We take care of our elders. You know, everybody's supposed to do that, but it's not even elders no more. You know, people get on, they, they feel like they have to take care of mom. They have to take care of dad. They have to take care of their siblings. They have to take care of their auntie and their grandma. And it's just like, if you're starting to have this mindset before you even really get financially stable yourself or you understand money. That's a big thing too. Before you even understand money, you have all these financial responsibilities that you feel you need to take care of. I feel like that is one way that you ensure that you never really truly move forward or that you make a lot of mistakes along the way. So I like the fact that we can start there. But my next question will be, oh, well, I'll say, I don't think you... (laughs) I don't think you're financially responsible for anybody else in your family. Um, I think you can help where you can. 
um, and that's your personal it's preference. You said what? And that responsible thing? Oh, <laughs> like, wait a minute. And I use that word intentionally because a lot of times that's what people yeah. honestly feel. And that's what they're taught is that you are financially responsible for these other adults in your life because you have access to other opportunities that they may not have had access to. So when you get to a position that they didn't get to in their lifetime, you are not responsible for them. I know we're going to get to it, but I was about to say, that's a, you feel entitled to my mm. stuff. Like, mm. no, no. Mm. And, and no again. <laughs> it's mine. <laughs> I'm going to sip on that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it is, but it's a whole mindset because another part of this conversation that we'll also talk about is poverty mindset mm-hmm. and the fact that me and my journey I'm constantly having to break myself out of it because mm-hmm. it is one of those things that make you feel like you don't have enough because you got a hold on me you hear me you got to <laughs> hoard stuff enough. it's like you I hoard money and it's not right. like people praise it because it's like oh you know how to save your money not when you don't feel comfortable spending it right. <laughs> like I can't even buy nothing for myself because it feel, I feel guilty yeah. I'm worried about like something can come around the corner <laughs> and I don't have enough. Like, no, anybody got time for that. Cause you don't have a safety net. Oof, we're gonna get there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, what is your earliest memory of understanding money? Like when you understood the use of it, the purpose of it, what's your earliest memory? I'm just trying to think because I'm like I'm breaking it down because if we want to be if I want to be completely honest like um I really just like started to get like the true understanding of money like Mm -hmm. but at I mean at um I'm gonna say my earliest like I I mean I remember being young and and you know, feeling like I want my own money, I need my own money type thing. But I don't really, I don't know. I can't put a put an age on it, but I just remember like always wanting my own. Yeah, <clears throat> because it was just like I don't want to ask nobody. <laughs> that too. Um, but even like just w- wanting to see it in my little purse, like even if it was like five dollars or whatever, like just like being able to go in the store and be like, oh, I got my own money, I can mm-hmm. buy my own stuff, you know. I always ask questions that I ain't prepared to answer for. Um, (laughs) My earliest, I mean, I do this all the time. I just don't understand. Um, My earliest memory of money. I have a few, you know what I'm saying? We all remember getting like 50 cent when when the debit cakes in the store was still 50 cent. I love that time. Oh my God. You go in there and get you a Swiss roll or a... Uh, full of stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, the, mm-hmm, the 10 cent candy. So I remember, you know, having, knowing that process or like when I did get money, I would save it to go to the store. Um, I remember that. I also remember seeing my parents stressed out about money and I and that's kind of where my financial anxiety started too so I remember it always being um a thing when the rent was due a stressor and then I remember when the landlord increased the rent and how that changed the dynamic in the household as well and I remember making a comment to my dad about 
I was like, this stupid landlord. <laughs> I had to be like 10 or something. <laughs> and, and he fussed me out because it was just like, you know. But I remember that. And it, it's several, uh, several other um, instances where I remember, you know, just... And they weren't positive. <laughs> they weren't... I don't have a lot of positive memories in my childhood when it comes to money. Mm. So... I'll leave that there and move on to the oh no really cut that out (laughs) all right so let's start with poverty mindset and discuss that um I'll let you go first and kind of tell your financial background your financial upbringing and then how it is now um challenging some of those things that you were taught um, okay, I'll start um with if I want to be honest, completely honest, like I feel like I blocked a lot of my childhood out because of trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, um from what I remember, I remember my mom not being there because she was the breadwinner and she took care of the family. So um I remember the family. <laughs> I remember going places with my family and my mom would always send me with my own money. But <laughs> I would remember I would remember being like, well, I got my own money, but you still gonna pay for it. Like, you know, <laughs> but at the at the same time, like now I can connect it to like maybe I need to save this for, you know, another chance, another, mm-hmm. another moment or whatever, um, to help my mom or whatever, because she's always working. Mm-hmm. Um and I kind of grew up with that kind of mindset of like, oh, I need to help my mom. Like she works so hard and she does all this for the family. So I'm going to be the one that helps her. Yeah. Not knowing that was going to be like very de- detrimental to me <laughs> later on down the line. But um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, I grew up um, single mom. She worked long hours. Um, I grew up with other family members. Um, and just like just seeing her being a breadwinner. So I, and automatically in my mind, I felt like, oh, that's what I need to do. Mm-hmm. I need to get, I need to get to a place where I can take care of the family. Mm-hmm. Get someone to burn it off of my mama and help her. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's just that has traveled into adulthood until I had to realize, like, no, ma'am, this is not your responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that that kind of that shaped shaped me or whatever um although it's not a bad thing that I grew up wanting to help my family but at the same time like being younger like why why was that burden on me like you know what I'm saying like yeah oh I have to do this like I can't do anything else but get a job and help the family like I have to be the one to take the burden off my mom I have to be the one to help pay bills like at a young age, you know, that's just like a lot. That pressure is Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's not even or want or having to choose between like, oh yeah, I want to go with my friends, or maybe I, I need to stay home and not ask for anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm ooh, like, not ask for ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Oh, you hit a button. <laughs> oh man, not ask for anything. I definitely uh learned early on, like, okay, you don't ask. Because when I asked, I, I got called, you know, oh, you're a little spoiled or whatever. But it's just like I'm asking for simple stuff like a birthday party. <laughs> yeah. 
but because we came from um a low income background and money was such a a commodity that we never had enough of it's every little bit counted and so I remember these moments where I used to get money from like different places so I told you the story you know when we was coming up with this concept so I I got money from you know every year for my birthday and um, my grandmother she would send like a check in the mail or whatever and so every year you excited you know but ten dollars sometimes she would get a little fancy it might be 20 you know what I'm saying it's okay feel like you know however she was feeling right but I knew okay let me get this money I want to go and buy myself something for the store because again I've learned to never ask for anything so when I do have something available to me that I can go and purchase what I want I'm gonna ask where it's at Right. So I remember, and I love you, mama, but I'm going to tell this story. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what was going on in the household. I just know, like, you know, money was always tight. And so we go to the grocery store and that's when there's that's where we uh, cashed our checks, our birthday yeah. checks. And I asked her, I was like, hey, you know, you said you was going to hold on to this check. You know, like we at Piggly Wiggly. Let me go cash this little bad boy in and go get some chips or something. So I asked her where it was and she got quiet. And then at that time, my older sister, um, she was also taking care of the household too, like helping my mom with the things. And so she got upset with me because I made my mom feel some type of way. But I had to be like 11, 12 at this point. I didn't understand, you know, what I was asking. But what I... You know, as I sat in the back and I'm crying because I'm like, I don't understand why you y'all mad at me for right. asking about something that belongs to me. Right. Right. So I don't you know, nobody was explaining it. But the more I yeah. sat, you know, back there, I, I realized I was like, well, OK, she must be buying food for the house. Yeah, you made a connection. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had to because nobody was talking to me about finances. Nobody was having those conversations. I learned through observing how other people, other adults treated money and interacted with money in my life. And it was always an anxiety around finances. And so I developed a mindset like, okay, well, if I get money, I need not tell anybody. I need to keep it to myself because I don't know when the next time I'm going to get it. And if I do have it, people are going to try to take it away from me. Yeah. So... poverty mindset for me means that when I do have more than enough I don't feel like I have enough I feel like at any moment because I don't have a financial safety net if I don't have it then I am failing myself in the dreams I have for my life so for example I just went on a solo trip and I'm sitting there, you know, I already booked my Airbnb tank, you know, full of gas. I got, you know, more than enough money, but I had to stare at my bank account to put myself in a mindset like you do not have to put yourself on a budget. You are okay. You can do whatever it is that you want to do. You only here for four days and you still wouldn't be able to put a dent in what you have. Like it is okay to spend this money and not feel guilty. Yeah having those talks with myself often <clears throat> makes a difference but it's the fact that I have to have the talk yeah, with myself that's the yeah yeah that's the part right there <laughs> <laughs> um when you were talking I um started to 
remember some things is like, you know, if I did ask or or if I did overhear conversation, I could hear the cringe. Mm. You can hear it. You know, it was really loud. And so it made me think like, okay, I don't need to ask or whatever I get. I need to have it for me and not ask my mom or um, on the also um, on the other side of that is just like um, my mom telling me a lot, like you go get your own money and you don't ask for anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then you know, even in like on the other side, she'll say, um, "But you can ask me." But I'm just like, with all mm-hmm. these other people are asking, <laughs> there's no room for me to ask you. And yeah. then if I hear the cringe all the time, I don't. I don't want to ask because you're going to cringe with me too. So it's just like, okay. So then in return, that made me, you know, but become a part of the hustle committee <laughs> where a chairman I, right all, here all I know is the hustle all I know is the grind <laughs> like no matter how many jobs I gotta have mm-hmm. um I always have my own I always take care of myself and I always reach back to help others like no matter you know what's going on like and I never ask for help I never ask for help mm. like I can never ask for help you know what I'm saying even if people say oh you can ask me like I always I don't trust it you I don't trust it I'd be like can I, really, I heard that before <laughs> right <laughs> can I really ask you that or whatever so that's, yeah that was my poverty mindset and then now that you said something about the solo trip <laughs> I have one coming up and I've been cringing ever since I made the decision Mm-hmm. Like every day is something that comes up and I'm like, nope, we're still going. Nope, we're still gonna, you know, we're still gonna look, we're still gonna um um look for the Airbnb or the room or whatever. Like mm-hmm. we're still gonna go. But it's just like something that's like, no, you, you shouldn't go. No, you need to save this money. You right. For what? Like, what am I saving like, it for? <laughs> like my bills are paid like what what like what is it and I work so I'm just like what is it (laughs) hard I work hard and and the crazy part is it's like you'll know you know saying the right answer but it's just that it's that mechanism in you that like I said because I am so anxious when it comes to finances it it doesn't matter the logic is there you know what I'm saying but it's like okay I can still try to talk myself out of it it's like okay well you know you're in the middle of a transition you transitioning jobs so Mm -hmm. you don't know when your next job gonna you know give you the the amount of money that you've been making you gotta save it so it's just like you have that internal voice that is telling you that you're never safe yep and the crazy part about that because we'll get even to when that. you know you're safe even when you know it's okay I, I i don't know if i was talking to you i was talking to somebody it was probably you but i was saying like you know god has never let me down when it came to finances never, never. like y'all i have been down to my last little bit of money and he'll come through that next day with i, I I cannot, I can't sit on this mic and tell (laughs) y'all. I have never been one of those people that had to look at how much money was in my bank account. You know what I'm saying? To see how much money I'm I'm be able to put in gas or worry about food or or stuff like that. I worry about it because I have financial anxiety. And I'm not saying that I haven't been in a position where, you know, I hadn't had to do things because I had a lack of money. But when it came out to me actually going out and being on my own, you know, having my own place or sharing it with you or having my own car. When it came to those like real big stuff, I've never had a moment where I wasn't able to take care of my bills. 
mm-hmm. you know so <clears throat> it's just trying to get myself to understand like it's gonna be a high <laughs> unlearning it's gonna be okay Sheesh. how does your financial mindset affect your connections with other people specifically like romantic ones if you have someone who isn't on your same <laughs> oh jesus mindset <laughs> listen um if you don't if you don't know how to manage your money you can't talk like and i say that like as far as like you're not even making sure is your mic on yeah you sure oh yeah i see the green light Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> um, can you hear me? Yeah, you just got low uh, at one point. I was just like, what is I don't it? know. I don't know. Yeah, just talk directly into the middle. Um, it's fine. Just remembering, like, a situation where um, I was, like, the breadwinner or whatever. And, like, even if the person got some money, like, they went to the mall <laughs> or something. I'm just like, so it doesn't click to you like that you <clears throat> give me the money first and I pay the bills like no okay but I also I mean that just reminds me of like my mom like it's literally a generational thing like my mom was a breadwinner in all of her relationships she took care of everything she didn't um require them to step up and do anything like she mm-hmm. did everything um and, and I'm just like nah I but I you know, I see that that was like my, that was my my story too. In all of my relationships, like I did everything. I was just like, oh, you're not going to step up. So let me, I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make sure stuff is taken care of instead right. of, instead of just like saying like, okay, if I got to do this by myself, like you don't even deserve to be here anyway. But whatever. Um, that's another topic. But um, <laughs> <laughs> It's on par. It's on par with this one. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like you have to know how to steward your finances like and I say like pay your bills on time like you money has to matter to you like not just oh I'm gonna get it back so I can go spend all my check like no like pay your bills and put money back and like be literate you know what the crazy part is because and I, I guess it just clicked with me when you just said that the paying the bills on time I will wait to the last minute to pay my bills unless it's already like I, I used to. Well, with some stuff I used to because now it's just, I just have it automatically come out right. my account because of the financial anxiety being so bad. Even if I have it, I don't want to pay it. Uh, it's yeah. stupid. I, I, it's I, stupid. I, I find myself doing that too. And I just be like, bro, what are you what like, what, is, what, what is this? Like, why, like what is this connection that or disconnect? Like what and then you gotta end up paying the late fee because girl, what was you doing? Or you are like when you get that like alert in your mind to be like, okay, go ahead and pay this bill. You know it's it's mm-hmm. time to pay the bill or whatever. And you put it off, like instead of doing it like right away. Like, but you put it off because you don't want to think about finances. I mean, I know that, but and I'm it's saying, crazy. I'm like, bro, you still gonna have to pay it regardless. So, don't be homeless. You keep but out. that's how anxiety works, man. Mm-hmm. Avoidance. Um, you don't want to deal with it, and so you procrastinate until the last minute, and you end up making the situation worse when it could have been a different kind of, you know, mindset that you came into it with. So. 
Um, that threw me off. I'm sorry. <laughs> I also, with that too, I also like try to um, affirm myself. Yeah. So, um, so I kind of like started to speak affirmations over myself, like just saying, like you know, money always comes directly to mm-hmm. me. You know, I'm gonna always have money to pay my bills. Like I'm never gonna lack. Um, but you just have to like un um unlearn a lot of stuff and you have to retrain your mind and reroute your thoughts because like yes it's really bad like yeah as far as financial anxiety goes one thing I tell myself is you are safe you are safe yeah. you are safe like I have to repeat that so much and you write that down because that's something else I, I tend to forget well, you are safe yeah. <laughs> you are I safe I tell myself it in another way but I need to say it just like that right because it's like even sometimes I feel like I'm not trusting myself to take care of myself. It's like, girl, you have always came through for yourself. So why aren't you trusting that you are safe with yourself and safe to make financially sound decisions? Like, yeah. I just thought about something like, as far as like telling myself that I'm safe, like I'm also welcoming in safe people. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who make safety come on here? One thing I did think about was even so, we're talking about ha- having manifesting and coming into like a hyper independency, right? One that you don't want to depend on in nobody, you don't, you don't want to go too much out. A lot of times, I wasn't taking risks because I wanted to always be in this safe space of you know, hoarding money. But still starting from my childhood and learning that I didn't want to be a a financial burden. So I started working around like 16. And when I started working around 16, I've been working ever since. Yep. A lot of the financial, a lot of my life decisions, and that'll be the where we transition it into. A lot of my life decisions were influenced by how I viewed money. So I was making the safe choice. I was making the practical choice. I was making the choice that was going to allow me to get that financial freedom that I wanted to have. And I'm not saying I regret those decisions, but looking back on a lot of them, I wasn't doing things for the enjoyment of it. I was strictly and solely looking at the financial gain. And I found myself being miserable in a lot of those a, a lot of those decisions because I wasn't looking at myself as a person and what I wanted and what I needed outside of money. Right. So I wanted to ask, how do you think that your financial mentality has influenced your life decisions? It has it has really like kept me bound because like everything was everything was tied to money. But when I when I um I feel I feel like I was listening to a sermon series or something, but like not making money an idol anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like everything is based off money. But when you like relinquish control and know that you're taken care of, like regardless, um, it changes your mindset and just like, okay, like no matter how much I have in my bank account, like I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's, like money is gonna flow to me. But I am not defined by the money in my bank account. Mm-hmm. I still struggling with that. <laughs> I'm still struggling with it because it's I just mean, like I, I admit too, but you know, I just have to continue to like even uh, the other day I was um I think I was I think I paid a bill or whatever and I just sat there and I prayed because I was like Lord like this is really like hard to let go of this 
stronghold of like feeling like, yo, if I don't, if I pay this bill, then I'm lacking. Or mm-hmm. even though I see the money in my bank account, but you know, mm-hmm. what I'm, saying? I'm just like, yo, I can't live like this no more. Like, yeah, I and I had to tell myself, I'm like, you are not defined by this number. A lot of times we talk about putting our self-worth wrapping it around, you know, the romantic love that we get. So many of us wrap our self-worth up with an amount in our bank account. We'll be quick to say, I don't need no man. I buy it for myself. (laughs) And that mentality, it's nothing wrong with you, you know, expressing that I don't need your help. I can do it for myself. But where is it really coming from, too? Because what if I do need some help? Does that make me less? What if I want help? Does that make me less of a boss ass woman? No, that I that I get into a season in my life where I might need some help or I want it. A boss to ask for help though, but mm-hmm. that's what we don't know and we, what we don't realize. Yeah. Like for you to say, okay, I'm dropping my pride in this moment and I'm going to ask for help. Like that's so empowering, but we see it as weak. And listen, I don't do it. <laughs> I mean, I, I've gotten better with like asking for some stuff because we this is whole movement, especially with, you know, you know, our community, black women, um, where it's just like, you know, you asking for the guy to pay for a different stuff like that. And I'm just like, I've never been that kind of woman. It is not because I don't know my worth. That's not even a part of the conversation. It's because I've never known how to be dependent on anybody financially. I don't know how to receive it. I don't know how to do it. And so I'm, I've, I've been slowly training myself to like, okay, girl, don't pull out your wallet. <laughs> Listen, there's been moments where I have asked, but like it made me nauseous to ask. Like mm. in, in the moment, I was just like, I'm like, wait, if I'm giving up the goods. It's child. I should be able to ask you for whatever. Cause baby, that's a pot of gold. <laughs> but um mm-hmm. like, but I'm just saying, like, if 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 we are involved or we're in a relationship or whatever, I should not have anxiety to ask you for anything. It's a two-air sword. But also, you should make me feel safe enough so that I, I can come to you for whatever I need. Exactly. Um, I think that it's, it's both, it, at least in my situation, not only from how I initially learned about like finances and being able to depend on other people, but especially when I started my romantic relationships, those men weren't dependable. Like I was, even though I wasn't even, I was starting out and I wasn't making that much. I was still the breadwinner. Yeah. So it was just like, when you get into a habit of, of this message that I can't trust anybody financially, I don't have a safety net. I can't depend on anybody. You keep, even when you can't get somebody who you might be able to depend on, you are so stuck in your way sometimes. What you say? I, I, I said, guess where that come from? I said, because I realized that I was dating my dad. Child. So in more ways than one, but I'm just like, my mama was the breadwinner. My dad was never there. And that's that that was displayed in all of my relationships. Or my dad was the breadwinner, but he would keep his money for himself. Well, and so my mom had to be the financially responsible, well, come on, and here. stable one. My front door right now, but okay. Um, I mean, because let's but, talk about it. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times, 
to it's eat. like one extreme or not like it's, yeah. it's really can we have a happy medium it's one extreme or not either the guy is going to be the breadwinner and he thinks that he doesn't have to do everything yeah. as a part of the household or either he doesn't even engage in making a financially sound and stable yeah. home and so i'm just like i've never seen never seen in my personal life nope equality a partnership you know what i'm saying so it's hard for me to trust a lot of the people that come into my life and that's one of the things i asked early on because i was having a financial talk with a co-worker the other day he was still you know do whatever but i was just like for me i want a partnership that i don't want my partner to feel like they have to take care of all the big bills right if they want to take care of all the big bills, that's cool. But they're going to know they have a financially sound partner. Yeah. If something happens in our household, I'm going to be just as willing and just as ready to take care of those things as they are, you know? So that's what I want. I, that's never something I have seen, though. And so one of the questions I ask when I get into these connections and these relationships or whatever, you have a savings account? The amount of men. They know. <laughs> who do not have a savings account why you don't save money <laughs> and i get that i do and even if it's a point of you may not ha- have a lot of money in your savings account it's the fact that you have one open so you expect to save one day the expectation to do it um having to teach other people not just romantic partners, but even family members. Mm-hmm. Financial literacy while you're still trying to figure it out yourself. Okay. Good. Yeah. Do you feel like you do that? Or have done that where you're trying to teach someone else financial literacy and you still ain't figure it all out <laughs> yourself? <laughs> Mm. I haven't I haven't taught um only only thing I could say is I've taught is um my mom I've taught her to to feel to to learn how to feel safe like and I, yeah. I don't want her to depend to depend on me but I'm just like create the space where you can feel safe and know that okay my bills are paid and I don't have to reach back all the time or mm-hmm. I don't have to come through for everybody like sometimes you can just take care of you and your household and that is okay yeah. but of course like her mind said it's just like oh I have to if somebody comes to me for help I can't tell them no because I had to unlearn that too it's just like I'm yeah. like no, I'm not trying to hoard it and be like, oh, but sometimes it is hoarding. But at the, at the same time, I had to learn, like, it can be a healthy balance. Like, sometimes I can help you. Okay, cool. But every time, every time, that's not my responsibility. I can't come th- through for you every time. And I'm going to have to pray about my, the, the the mentality that I be in when, it do, when, when people do come and ask. Because I'm just like... You've been here longer than me on this world, in this world... <laughs> a lot of times you my mentor you didn't help raise me in some way you everybody has a life choice yeah. you know what I'm saying so if you're constantly depending on someone else financially who is is still trying to figure it out themselves 
what are you doing to help yourself? What choices are you making that are keeping you in this situation? And what are you doing to get yourself out of it? That'd be my thing. Cause I'm just like, I don't mind helping, but I like helping people that like helping themselves. If you're yeah. not helping yourself and you expect me who had no help. Yeah. No safety net. <laughs> yeah. Had no help. Still has no help. Still to come in and rescue you put this cape on and come in and swoop in with these dollars <laughs> that I had to do all kinds of stuff to earn. <laughs> I just want to know how are you helping yourself too? Yeah. And that's not, you know, I, I, I get how that exaggerated mentality is what keeps the, a lot of people from being able to get what they need, the help they need. But I just I do want people to have a personal accountability when it comes to that, yeah. too, because you, you don't get in the habit of being dependent on somebody else. Yeah. And it's your responsibility. Um, you did say something and we we did touch on it briefly earlier about the, you know, helping up and helping down. But that's one of the big things in our black community where it's just like when you look at other communities and I didn't mention it before, but they leave wealth. Right. They leave yeah. property. So that's a lot of uh, a lot of times what helps young adults get their start. They'll be able to stay in a house and not have to worry about rent. They'll be able to sell that property and be able to pay for other things. They'll be able to, you know, lean on their, you know, their parents or grandparents financially. A lot of times they won't even leave home until they're ready to like start a career or get married. Yeah. With us, it's so different. I don't know if I've ever really seen that happen where a lot of times somebody will die. They ain't got no will. Now you got to figure out how you're going to bury them. And that's a whole. So much, man. So much. Financially, that's a whole big responsibility that now someone who is trying to start their life is trying to take care of. I read this article and I'll find it and put it in the notes where this girl was talking about how she, you know, she was in college and her dad got sick. He passed away that he didn't have any health insurance. So now her mom and her family was leaning on her to help chip in to bury him. The money she had been saving up was not only for her tuition, but for her first house. So what are we doing to help each other and not be a continued? Because that's how these cycles and these generational cycles continue. The generational cycle of poverty continues because we do not allow the people who are capable of breaking that cycle to do it because we depend on them so heavily <laughs> like I said it's, it's some kind of entitlement it's just like oh I'm entitled to what you what you make or what you have <laughs> or, or I took it's you know I, I hear this a lot I took care of you so you owe me huh and sometimes it's not that blatant either so Another story. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be hard, but I want to be honest, but it'd be hard for me to like, you know, I don't want people to get the wrong light. That wasn't, that wasn't a personal uh, quote. That was just Just putting it out there. My mom didn't say that, but she kind of said it in in another way. I was saying sometimes it's unspoken and one of the unspoken ways I encounter. So we both joined the services, right? Mm -hmm. You remember how that whole situation was? I nobody was supportive. Nobody really was supportive. They didn't like the idea of me going into the services or whatever. But once everything got settled, you know, I did have someone come 
and they were excited that one of their coworkers has a daughter that was in the services and they were just like yeah um you know their daughter sends them a monthly stipend out of her check so that was something they wanted me to do so now i'm going off the basic training and i'm supposed to be focusing on graduating and getting through this hellhole right. <laughs> making sure i'm good and i'm worrying about how i'm gonna get money back to you know my household and so i asked about it and they were just like well the position that you're in you can't do that but for me to then learn that no matter what i have going on that financially i'm somewhat responsible for another person and i'm never gonna have that moment where i'm just focused on me never i the reason why i got my first job was so that i could take care of my senior supplies i could take care of all the things that were coming up financially in my you know teen years you know graduating from high school so that the burden didn't fall on my household yeah every decision I made was to not be a burden or to help someone else and so that's how it was like when I went to college like of course you know parents like oh we're here for you whatever but it's like the cringe the cringe hearing the cringe was like more often than not Mm -hmm. and it's like I'm in college and I need stuff um and then, like, I started getting the look, the side eye or, you know, the like I said, the cringe moments or whatever. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm over this. So let me go get a job. Let me go do some stuff for myself because I, I can't do this no more. But I noticed <laughs> that, you know, once I started making my money, I was like, OK, I'm going to put more hours on the check. Ooh, okay. it's like that. It's a different kind of greed you get. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm mm-hmm. work. I'm gonna work this many, this many hours. But then, of course, like school started lacking. I was just like, I don't even want to be in school. Like, I just want to work because I want to have my own money. That was a real discussion we had plenty of times. I was like, I don't have to finish this degree and do what I want to do. I can go ahead and do it. Just make yeah. money. I'm just I'm spending money anyway, which is fine, which is fair. You know what I'm saying? Because college is not for everyone. But I am so glad I made a decision to stay and to finish my degree, you right. know, because the things I want to do 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 require a right. degree and a secondary degree at that. So I don't know. It's 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 mm. let's move on. <laughs> it's, it's heavy, man. It's a lot. It's a lot to unpack. Would you consider your parents financially literate at this point? No. And I say that because, like I said, my mom is still in the mentality of, oh, I can't say no. Oh, I got to reach back. And I can't. And she still doesn't know how to take care of herself. Like she won't do anything for herself. Um, Which is a part of being financially literate that a lot of people seem not to understand. She'll she'll do stuff for other people. Like she'll go like she'll she'll blow a check on somebody else. Mm -hmm. But she won't blow a check on herself. And I'm just like, bro, like. You know, do you know like what you've done all your life? Like, girl, if you don't go book a trip, but like, like the I I believe like the same talks and um conversations I have in my mind, she has in her mind, and she feels like she she can't do that. Yeah. Um, but also on the other side of the spectrum, <laughs> we have um men that won't step up to the plate, mm-hmm. and they'll spend money on whatever they feel. But, you know, when it comes to the household, 
it's like, oh, I know she's going to take care of that. So I can go spend my money. Like, ciao. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a no. So I'm just like, it's up to me to become financially literate. And, you know, once I learn what I'm supposed to learn, you know, and then, you know, um, share, share the information, but, um, it's hard to, to be the parent to the parents, man. Like, mm. <laughs> you know, I understand. I mean, at, at this point, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know. I think, I think, because, I mean, of course, my dad isn't here no more. He, he wasn't. <laughs> the point of period. Johnny know he wasn't. Like, um, dad, what are you doing? But, I think my mom has always somewhat been financially literate, but because she does the same thing where she worries about everyone else, mm-hmm. puts herself last. And then she, she because she has financial anxiety, mm-hmm. it manifests itself in a different way where she is dependent now on other people, not to make the money, not, not to make the money because she always makes it. Mm-hmm. But to as far as like take care of the bills, she's always put someone else in charge of that aspect of it to make sure, you know, things get taken care of. <clears throat> and I don't. She just never felt comfortable with money. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big part of being financially literate is knowing that you are the one that's in control and not the money. Right, right. And she I don't think she she understands that concept yet because if she did she would do a lot more for herself and she would feel a lot more free to spend money instead of always constantly feel like she has to take care of a household that is not just belonging to her it's not just her household it's other adults you know a part of it and it's other people who play a significant part in you know the bills and the responsibilities and stuff like that so I, I, I don't know Relax, heal, and embrace a better you. Spa Danny offers quality yet affordable massages customized just for you. Let Danny create a space for you to hit the pause button. Who doesn't need that at the start of 2021? Why not start today? You can call or text at 843 687 2079. That's 843 687 2079. You can also message her on her business page at spadanny underscore on Instagram or follow her on Facebook at spadanny LLC. You can also book online at spadannyexperience.com. That's spadannyexperience.com. Treat yourself, be good to yourself, and let 2021 be a whole vibe. Yeah, I, I believe. I mean, my mom, she, she I, I believe she has good money manage, management skills. She, of course, she knows how to pay her bills, and she, you know, is gonna is gonna go to work to pay her bills. But mm-hmm. um, as far as like the whole the whole um, mindset of like, okay. Well, I know, I know it's because she doesn't feel safe. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm there. So it's just like, 
feeling like, oh, I can take days off for myself, for self-care, or I can take a moment to breathe and not feel like I have to be in control in this moment um, is the part that I feel like she's missing. It's like she, you know, of course can manage the money, but as far right. as like creating a space where it's like, okay, I have enough money where I can pay my bills and take care of me too. Yeah. Cause it's like you, like you said, and I have that thing too, where it's just like, when it comes to other people, Oh, I got it. I'll do it. You know, when it comes to me, maybe I could use this money for something else. Maybe someone else. Is. And then when I do do it for myself, I feel this overwhelming feeling of guilt. It's gotten better throughout the years, but I feel guilty. Like, oh, my God, I, I, don't, I can't tell you how many like we've been on a cruise, a couple of cruises before. I'm calling my mom. Mom, I'm going to make sure I do this for you. I went on a, like a mountain retreat one time. Mom is so beautiful here. I wish you could see it. And hearing her wanting to have that experience, I didn't feel responsible to give it to her. Yeah. And so then I had to get in the mindset where it's just like, girl, can you experience stuff first? You yeah. know, can, can you enjoy the moment that you are having without feeling guilty and if you want to then go and help someone else have this experience that's fine but it's not your responsibility to give it to them right you ain't balling like that yet if you was okay. rich <laughs> it would be different <laughs> about, um, when you talk about uh, the fact of like when you went to basic and you know you were always worried about the household like mm-hmm. that was me too like when I went on deployment like oh deployment too yeah <laughs> I literally paid the bills in the house for like probably like four or five months Mm. and I could not enjoy like being being on the deployment and being like okay this I'm saving money I'm doing this like Mm -hmm. I was always having to be like okay I'm gonna pay these bills and I'm gonna save my mama some money because sidebar y'all just because y'all see a uniform don't mean that it's a big bank account behind that. Y'all got it. the game messed up. I don't know what it is about. There was times where, like, I remember when I first went, like, I sent my mom basically, like, my whole check and was just like, I'm going to go to the defect or whatever, like, you know, until the next check or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, bro, like, that burden. Ooh, that burden, man. I was Oh, it's a it's a weight on your chest. Yeah. <laughs> but then it's just like if you don't do it, then oh, you know, all the stuff all the thoughts of like, okay, if I don't do this, then who will? Then what's gonna happen mm-hmm. if I don't do this? You know, it's just like, man, it's just so much responsibility that we put on ourselves. And I'm just like, this can't happen anymore. <laughs> you know? I'm just like, nah. Something gotta change. Something gotta be better. Yeah. Um, and I look at the next generation in my family and how the, the mindset is manifesting with that. Yeah. Do they feel responsible to the household? Do they feel responsible financially for the for adults when yeah. they're not even an adult themselves? Yeah. And and I, and I have to step back and like, what am I doing to contribute to this mindset, or what am I doing to break it? You know, because I don't have no kids. And so I'm just like, how much do you say? You know what I'm saying? Do you do you call it out? How do you call it out? Because I don't, I don't I'm, the answer is always yes. But how do you go about it? Because then somebody else might feel like you insulting their intelligence and their parenting skills. I'm just like, it's, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> I believe that 
it's not going to always be received through words. Mm-hmm. And by us breaking the cycle in our lives, that then creates, you know, another way. It's just like, oh, she did it differently. So mm-hmm. maybe I can too do it differently, you know? So I, I did it differently, but I still contributed to it. So I'm ta- I'm, well, I mean, I know, I know that, but I'm saying like now that we're, you know, starting to um, progress a little bit more and, you know, think, think differently now, it's just like, okay, I can put action behind what I'm saying and be like, okay, like I'm not living like this anymore. Like I am going to show them that there is different out there. Yeah. Yeah. And I say that often, like the, the paths I've taken haven't just been for me and, and granted, I don't regret any of them because I still made sure on some level that I wanted to do a lot of this stuff, but I knew the purpose behind it was also to be visible for the younger generation in my family to know like, okay, these different opportunities, opportunities and choices and paths are available to you if you choose. Mm-hmm. And I'll be there to help guide you through those things. Right. But I do say that I do hold myself accountable on some level because the ways that I've helped financially, not, you know, just money, but like, you know, doing things. I don't know if that's helped or hindered. I don't know if seeing that, part of my interaction has in some way made them feel like oh that's what I should be doing too when I get to that level mm-hmm. that too so I feel, I feel mm-hmm. you what has being broke taught you <laughs> to never be broke again <laughs> that real? that's real <laughs> I was so broke in college I have enough money to get toilet tissue so you know what I used to do I used to go in the little the public bathrooms in the buildings and roll that <laughs> put that in my book bag and go back to the uh, apartment or the dorm. Yeah. Yeah, that never be broken. I have nothing to say. That's really what it is to never be broken again. Never be broken. And if I do get broke, I've I've paid it forward enough that I'm gonna ask somebody for some help somewhere. Yeah, like if if I'm I yeah. Breaking that cycle, <laughs> that that uh, cycle of not asking. Like, mm-hmm. if if I ever get to the point where I am down to my last or down bad, like knowing that it's okay to say I need help. Mm-hmm. So yeah. When did you first feel like financially responsible? Like you had a grasp on it, and that you weren't allowing like financial anxiety to rule your life and and expectations of your family to like rule your life this year yeah like I kind of just like made the made the conscious choice to say no and not saying like I, I I pray for discernment a lot because in some moments you know I feel like sometimes God is like no go ahead and you know give them something that they need they're in need Mm -hmm. but also I'd be like God is this really a time where I need to help or do they need to figure it out you know Mm -hmm. I try to make sure that I pray about it first um because I don't I also don't want to start or continue a cycle where you just always depending on me like you always coming to me for money it's just like okay you know you're doing this a little bit too much um so yeah 
Yeah. <clears throat> I don't think that... I think it started a couple of years ago, but as far as like getting a real good grasp on it, it's been this year and still sometimes I... Yeah, it slipped through my fingers you know what I'm saying um I had a situation where my mom she hit me up and she she was having some issues with her you know finances that weren't it wasn't her fault but she asked me you know for some money for basic stuff yeah and I immediately felt guilty I was like she should never have to ask me for money I should always make sure that I'm sending her something I'm just like one side of me was saying it the other side was just like this is just the mindset that you just broke yourself out of. How are you getting back here, making yourself again responsible? That, that bag of responsibility. Oh, I'm it's responsible. your mom. You love her. You want to make sure that she's never put in a position where this stuff is happening. But at the same time, stop putting yourself in charge of what happens to other people. That's not what happens to her is not your fault. It's not her no. fault. It's nobody's fault. <laughs> But you blaming yourself. Right. Because you feel like you've experienced other things that they have not yet experienced and you feel guilty for it. So you always revert back to blaming yourself whenever something happens. And. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's a constant case by case, day by day kind of situation. Um, going back to what you were saying about like when we go somewhere and you feel guilty because you know oh my mom doesn't get to do this or whatever yeah. or if Here's I call, if I do something I call her and you know I'll get that salad or be like um, I sure wish <laughs> I wish I could do or be like oh you fancy and I'm like right <laughs> what <laughs> Uh, what <laughs> and mind you like this was like uh, our basic trips of going to the beach oh this before I, I really got fancy now because when I when I go on a vacation I have vacation I'm saying like if you think the beach is fancy like just wait till what you see coming up next and I'm just like you too can have this lifestyle like you too can mm-hmm. go places by yourself like you don't always have to feel like you got to take us with you, take somebody with you, mm-hmm. or feel guilty for it. But you know, I'm breaking breaking one cycle at a time here. We gonna we gonna do a whole episode on 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 solo things and, no. and talk about being in your experience. own energy. <laughs> I'll really be able to talk about it soon. So yeah. <laughs> being in your own energy, and I know that it's easier for some people than others, but yeah. Um. What's the biggest purchase you've made? Uh, I want to say my car mm-hmm. was the biggest. The other big one coming soon. I'm going to go ahead and put that out there. Get my dream home. Eh. But um, <laughs> yeah, I... My first... Well, I think so. I think that's the biggest purchase I've made. Other than I asked that for a reason. Yeah. Other than this apartment, um, I think that was a whole thing too. Um, buying my first car, I was so scared. Girl, it's always it's just like I was like <laughs> knowing that I had the job, the, the job and the money to pay for it, but I was just like, how am I gonna do this, girl? You don't drive that car from that parking lot. <laughs> Even my car was a safe choice. Now, granted, I wanted it. 
I wanted it, but I know I know it was a safe choice because now I want another car, and I'm just like, uh, the car I want is not. A, it, I'm not gonna say it's not a safe choice, but I'm reluctant to do it because I'm just reluctant to do it financially. Yeah, even though I'm okay and I could, so it's just like that's how I know my car was a, um, a safe choice. But every big purchase I've made, car, yeah. computer that I'm on, yeah, it, it takes three to five business months to yeah. to marry to an idea that okay you can purchase this I will want something for that long before I give my myself permission to buy it what you already know in my situation with my car like I was driving my other car and it was basically falling apart and I was I had ended up like driving my dad's truck to work mm-hmm. and I knew that I needed a car and but it did, and then also too, like I wanted another kind of car, and I went with the safe choice. And like now, I I love my car. Don't get me wrong, but every day, like I'm not gonna say every day, but every every once in a while, I'll be like, this ain't really what you want. Like this mm-hmm. ain't what you wanted, or whatever. And so like I tell myself now, I'm like, you know what? We're not settling for nothing else. Like nothing else. Like I'm getting the house that I want. I'm getting the next car is gonna be what I want. Like I can't yeah. I can't do it. I can't do it no more even down from being in transition knowing I'm supposed to move out from where I'm at and I still haven't moved yet because again this apartment was a safe choice and so guess what we doing in June <sighs> taking some risks <laughs> we gonna do it I'm gonna buy you some boxes don't worry about it hey. you about to make these moves bro. I need to get rid of some stuff first oh. yeah you do you do I you got so much stuff it is not funny home. when I think about it um let me see what I haven't asked I should I ain't put none of these in order oh what's the cheapest day you've ever been on like when you was broke <laughs> probably us just going to the food court going to Wendy's <laughs> oh yeah Wendy's go get me some nuggets and a fried man Yo, and a frosty three dollars <laughs> probably us uh, romantic Whoa. I've had a few <laughs> ice cream in the park that's probably Ooh. the cheapest you don't get <laughs> Mm. Hey, Applebee's count. They're two for 20. Oh, that's Applebee's. <laughs> I almost forgot about Applebee's. <laughs> that sampler. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I don't know if we actually like talked in depth. So, what were your financial experiences like as a, a young adult, whether it be a college stu- uh, student or a graduate? The financial. How do we make our household run? College, huh? How do me and you make it work? Like when we moved in together, like we would just—I would get the check for our rent, pay the cell phone bill. We would always have groceries. We made it work. (laughs) I mean, but if I'm honest, like early on. I noticed that you had trust issues. <laughs> and so, and like, but I don't say that in a bad way. Like, I understand, like, we were still strangers and learning each other, but like. Wait, how I, early on we talking? Huh? How early on we talking? 
like you know when we became roommates in college or whatever oh freshman year okay and when, and when i would do stuff for you like you know and you didn't really <laughs> you know, know how to receive it and i used to be like bro like you family because like i don't let a lot of people in but i'm just like we living together so we basically family so i'm just like whatever she need i got her but i but i think it was because of like you know your the financial history and stuff and how like I'm get I don't, I don't know I guess like you didn't have a lot of those experiences where people like you know was like I got you so and I was besides my like, sister Tammy I'm yeah but I'm like <laughs> as far as like a friend and you know and me us being roommates I was just like bro like whatever you need like I got you like and I like I can think about it now I'm like I came through the gate swinging because I was like no I'm gonna buy you food no I'm gonna buy you this like, yeah. It was it was hard for me. And I think we had this discussion a couple of years back, but it was hard for me because I was in that mindset not to be dependent on anybody. Yeah. But I was so broke I had to be. <laughs> and so that kind of has fed into my financial journey now where it's just like or, you know, a couple of years back or a year or two back where I was just like, I was not going to be dependent on anybody because I had to be so dependent mm-hmm. on you and my sister. Yeah. And I didn't like the feeling of not having. Right. And so it's like, you can't, I can't even get a job. I ain't got no car. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, it was, it was, it was a bad space for me to be in. And I promised myself, like, I would never go back there. But I'm glad that, you know, we've had that experience. I just realized, you know, getting mature in this journey, like, okay, it was good that you were able to depend on somebody. Like, it's okay Mm -hmm. for you to not now be hyper independent because you had that experience. It wasn't a bad experience. You didn't like the feeling of it just because you were taught to not be dependent. God literally put us, like, together because, like, even, okay, even though I was like creating a safe space for you, like on an, in another season, you had to create a safe space for me. You know, it's like it was always <laughs> like the tables were turning, mm-hmm. but like we were both learning together. It's just like a lot of the moments where, you know, I may have fell on hard times and you just like, Kira, like, I got you, like, bro, I got you. <laughs> you know, it's like, but, you know, it's just all the part of like the unlearning um, experience. But I was just like, yeah. We, we we had some moments where we had to be like, okay, get out your mind. Like, this is what true love looks like. Like, yeah, because by the time we moved into an apartment, it was just like clockwork. Yeah, it was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and so, even and having even that, that, I remember when I told you when you was living with your sister, and I was like, bro, I'm about to get this. <laughs> and like, yo, y'all, this girl, like, she she was quiet for like a good twenty minutes. Like, I was like, hello. I was like, Crystal, we gonna be good. Like, and she I was supposed like, to me, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was running down a list of like how we could make it work, and like I could tell like she was so scared, but I was like, bro, we gonna be fine. Like, I don't even think I gave you an answer. What I do know, so this is <laughs> when when oh, I oh you did and you got off the phone and I don't, I don't know what you did, but you were there talking to me. You was in person. We went on the phone. No, I remember being on the phone with you at one point, and then you text me, and you was like, "I was going." You you text me, and you said you would do it. <laughs> and then I told uh-huh. you I was at the um the uh, building to get the the pay the rent to uh-huh. force the move in. Oh, you, so you might have swung by after that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, 
anything that like financial, I have to put it into perspective. So I wrote down everything. When I was going to college, I wrote down all the scholarships I had, like how much I was going to have left. By the time I went into that lady office, she was like, oh my God, you just so ugly. Big girl, yes, I don't play about this. Like <laughs> I did the same thing there. Like you said, oh yeah, you got it. We're going to make it work. No, I had to see it. I had to see how much we was going to be spending, how much it was going to cost, how much I was going to have left over. And that's how I was able to give you that yes. Mm -hmm. Mm. (laughs) moving forward (laughs) what have you learned about we are here we here though (laughs) what have you learned about savings that is needed it's necessary and that sometimes you don't touch it um and I say that because like you just never know so like when you put stuff in, money into your savings account like make sure you don't touch it so that you can create a space for yourself that like okay i know that i will always have this <laughs> for a rainy day i say i've had to learn that sometimes i can't dip into it when it is that rainy well, day i mean well <laughs> I, I was about to get to that too because i mean i do that too um but I feel like my savings for me is like it's all it's a rainy day fund, but it's also a like um it's also the the self-love um savings. Mm-hmm. So like it's like okay, you can love on yourself a little extra at this point because you got this. Mm-hmm. You got this money right here in the cut. Um but yeah, just and I have to I also have to separate the two because I also I merge them together and I'll be like, well, you can only spend it when it's a rainy day. But I'm just like, no, I need to love on myself a little extra. So I'm gonna pay my bills out of my checking and mm-hmm. I'm gonna dip into my savings to love on myself. I had to give myself so much permission for that. I was in the middle of a hurricane. I still wasn't trying to dip in my savings um, oh. after I came back off um, my deployment and I had purchased, I had made that big purchase, right? And I didn't have any hesitation about it. I, I dropped some stacks on our car because I said, I don't want no car payment, whatever. Right. Because I had made such a big decision, that means any other big decision was just out the window. Financially, I wasn't in a mindset to do it. So I moved back in with my parents. <clears throat> And I stayed there for months. Miserable, y'all. I'm talking about going through a bottle, two bottles of wine a day in my room. I did not want to be there. I felt like I I was not supposed to be there and I wasn't. Actually, I was because, you know, God had to break it down for me. Yeah. But it was just when he revealed to me, like, look at your bank account. Look at the financial stuff you had coming in. I had stacks in my bank account, y'all. I had unemployment coming in because it was hard for me to find a job. So, But I was still getting unemployment. That's what you get you know, after you've been overseas and been on an assignment. Yeah. So I had money coming in and because of my financial anxiety it was so bad, I was not spending any of it. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was convinced I could not move out until I had another stream of income. Yeah. And I stayed in that for months. So one thing that got me out of it was like, you're going to have to take a leap of faith. It wasn't even no leap of faith because I had the money. But in my mind, it was just like, okay, you can move out. You can get your own space. You can do this. You have enough. And so I had to break myself out of that mindset. So that's why I tell myself like, okay, 
you look at your savings and it's more than enough in there. You can use it. <laughs> you know, not it's never going to be. I know it's never going to get to a point because of my mindset where I don't have I'm I'm spending too much. Yeah. I have the opposite problem. <laughs> so, can we talk about overspending though as a part of anxiety? That happens too. It does happen. So, Let's talk about it. Go ahead. Um as a part of depression too. <laughs> yeah. So of course, like I I built up a wall of resentment for having to um basically pay my parents money or whatever. And I also like I was feeling some resentment before deployment or whatever. It was just uh, a lot of emotions. And so I came back and I came back to my parents' house. And I was like, I gotta move out. I gotta move out. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. And so I went and got I went and got into the apartment or whatever. But I didn't wait long enough to have a reset before I spent that money or whatever. And then I just started feeling like I had to I had to furnish the house the apartment right away. I had to do this, do that. And then mm-hmm. it got to a point where I had overspent so much that I was like, oh my God, I need a job like right now because my mm-hmm. bank account is getting lower lower than what I'm comfortable with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then another another time has been like if I get triggered, I've I've recently learned this about myself. Like if I get triggered bad enough, I'll go, I feel like I need to go in the store and spend and spend money to self-soothe. And, yeah. And I was I it was like one day I was triggered. So I feel like me and you went in the mall one day. And I literally like I literally spent four hundred dollars within like thirty minutes, and I was like, "What?" But it didn't hit me until like later on that day when mm-hmm. I had calmed down because I was still on a high from anxiety that I was like, "Oh, I need to spend. I need to feel better. I need comfort. I need this. I need that." And then when I got home, I was like, "Girl, what? What were you doing?" Like, yeah. But I kept like when I was on the high, I kept telling myself, "Oh, I'm gonna make this money back. I work hard. I need. I, I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I can. I can. I can go spend all this money and make it back. But it's just like for what? Like you didn't even need half of that stuff that you bought. But right. But when I realized what it was, and, I, and so I started, I started um basically like only going to the store when I really needed something or. Mm-hmm. Um, if I did go to the store, I would leave. Like if I wanted to go in the store, just to say, if I claimed that I was just going to walk in the store, I would leave my wallet in the car or whatever. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, just so I wouldn't spend any money, but like I had to put those practices into place because I realized like that it was a deeper issue than just, oh, I'm going in the store to buy something. Like it was literally turning into a self-soothing moment because I was anxious and I, which in turn, um, resulted in me overspending that's some real stuff like it really is because I mean we've talked about it before like we've discussed it and one thing I know is like I'll have periods where I'm working 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 that's all I'm doing I'm working and I'm hoarding money and then because I'm delaying all this gratification I have that moment where not only is my anxiety high, I'm, I'm my, you know, self-care is running on E. And so, and then it might be some other emotional triggers that happen. And next thing I know, I done blew through this money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it didn't make a dent because I've hoarded so much of it. But at the same time, it's just like, if you continue this practice, it's no guarantee, first of all, that you are going to always be 
in this financial position but if you continue this practice it's just another form of like you said financial anxiety and it's the opposite it's going to have you in a worse position than you already in and so having to have those talks with yourself to gain that emotional control back and yeah. real and know what those triggers are like okay why am I feeling like this because yeah. a lot of times you'll get back and you'll be like I didn't even really want this top why yeah. I buy this yeah I got all these pairs of shoes that I still had in war why did I buy this this other you know pair of shoes yeah. and I don't know it's 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 interesting that it works that way because it's like you're trying to satisfy some void or some some kind of other thing that's going on with you and the only thing that you know how to do that with is the money yeah because that's what you associate with good and bad feelings like when I look sometimes and see how much money I've made it's it's also a high so when I spend it you know, to get all this stuff that I've been denying myself, it gives me that same high. It's just crazy. Yeah. Also, too, um, finding that healthy balance of, okay, like if I if I put this stuff into practice, like it's okay every once in a while to buy the thing that you've been wanting, mm-hmm. you know, but I was, like it's like working up to that, though. It's like, oh, yeah. You know, it's not like, oh, I'm gonna go spend all this money. But at the same time, like, OK, I do. I can give myself permission, like you know, once every two weeks or once every month or whatever, mm-hmm. like to go buy a small thing or, you know, make a big purchase, but know that like, I, I don't always have to be anxious. Like I can make a conscious decision and be like, okay, I know that I've been wanting this. So I'm going to, you know, dedicate this day where I'm going to go and, and pay for this or whatever. Right. But it's just, it's just finding your balance and finding your rhythm. But you have I to. Know. I just know that I had to realize, like, yo, like this is anxiety. a problem. <laughs> because we can't we can't continue with this high and this low thing. Like, oh, I'm high and I got this money. I made this money, so I'm going to celebrate myself and spend it all, and then I'm back low again. Like, and then you feel worse because you spent money, and money right. is your trigger too. So right. <laughs> it'd be weird. It's just like, okay, shopaholic, like. But like you said, I do have it as a part of my self-care routine now that I because I used to realize I did it a lot more um, when I was younger. So now it's a part of my self-care routine. It's like, okay, every week. Because of the stressors in your life and the things that you go through every week, you're going to do something small for yourself. So Monday, because they ain't got no delivery fee at at Chipotle, I've ordered me some Chipotle. So I ain't got to stop by. I ain't got to be what it, it gets delivered to my house. Right. $20. You know what I'm saying? $20 I wouldn't spend normally. But at the end of the day, that's a a part of what I do for myself. And I do other stuff like, okay, once a month you're going to do something, whether it's getting a massage, getting, you know, of course I got to get these feet. You got to go to work on my feet, okay? Okay. Um, (laughs) 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 But, you know, different things like that. And then I'll look at that thing that I've been thinking about purchasing that I didn't feel comfortable purchasing at the time when I saw it. And I'll ask myself, okay, are you ready now? And that'll be another practice. So instead of it taking me months to decide if I want something and then all at once, I'm trying to get all the things that I've been wanting for months because that happens. I'll try to make sure I'm checking in with myself every couple of weeks to see, okay, are you good? Mm-hmm. Check in with yourself, with others, all of that. That yeah. is important. 
what would you do if you married somebody rich? <laughs> I'll say right now, I'll quit my job. <laughs> um, I would, I would want to say that I would be comfortable, but I'm trying to work on the comfort the comfort with it because I would part of me would feel like oh I need this I need to put some money to the side or you and know I would I mean I would but it's just like it, it also it's like what where is it coming from though and I don't want if I ever marry somebody with with money I don't want to be uncomfortable like I want to enjoy I of course enjoy. yeah and feel secure I have a rich husband like girl <laughs> I can go in this store and buy what I want but you know it's just like the, what, like I said the unlearning and you know retraining your mind so I would the <laughs> healed part of me and, and the <laughs> if, your I'm, face. if I'm gonna tap into the, my most healed self I'll be like oh yeah I'm good you know, yes, yes, honey. <laughs> Running these businesses and knowing that my man is rich. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go with that. I'm, I'm not even gonna talk about the other stuff. <laughs> I was just investing myself. That's something you can't really take away from me. So I'm just like, you know, we can build this empire or whatever. But I would definitely be enjoying myself. I tell you that much. I wouldn't be. I don't. I would probably be able to like exhale a little bit. <laughs> be able to breathe but I'm just like is he rich is he rich and and he coming with with some sense or he rich and he controlling um <laughs> if I married I him he rich and got sense no that's what I'm thinking about too like listen if we marry if I marry him he got some <laughs> sense <laughs> yeah. so um but even the fact that I thought about that before I thought about my happiness says a lot but we gonna yeah we gonna keep me moving. <laughs> yeah, we closing it out for a second. So, um, what when I, uh, mm, what new financial freedoms have you had lately, or have you given yourself? Um, the freedom to choose myself, mm. and the freedom to um, spend spend money on myself without feeling guilty for it or feeling like if I spend money on myself then I need to also spend money on somebody else mm. the freedom to enjoy myself and whatever that looks like so if I want to go take myself to dinner and the state costs $40 that's okay yeah. <laughs> I ain't gonna do it every day but right. you know like you said freeing myself up from that guilt and putting myself at the forefront of my mind and not having everything and everyone else there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you have a budget for your household? Of course I do. I don't. But it's, but it's you though. Oh no, but I've tried and what I know about myself is like, everybody will tell you to budget, like budget, budget. Have, but I feel like you have an unconscious budget. I do. I have a mental budget. But as yeah. far as because I've tried the spreadsheets, I've tried the well, I can't now that I can't I cannot do it. Because it, it, it flares it. it it triggers my financial anxiety. Yeah. And so I had to find ways to work with myself. I know how much my household requires financially and I know how much I bring in and I know like because I have a cheap household like I'm I'm never really in a space where I'm 
putting more out than I put in. Yeah. Unless I'm doing like additional spending. Right. Um, but as far as like a budget where it's just like, okay, I'm only going to spend this much on groceries. I'm only going to do this. I, oh, yeah, no. I even tried the envelopes before. I don't think that I will be at that point where I'm doing something like that until I'm in a joint household. Um, The only thing that I say that I put into practice is like, if I get, like, I try to save my tips. Um, mm. I put them aside for me, you know, for a moment where I want to go spend something pay buy something for myself or um I'll I will try to put in practice like okay I'm gonna put my rent money in in this this box or, mm-hmm. you know I, I try to do that type of stuff but as far as like oh I'm gonna only spend this much on grocery but also too I know I noticed that I would I would have overspending moments on grocery because I would go well, I I have social anxiety, so I would just end up putting stuff in the buggy. That I yeah, that's a, we did say that was a part of it. Um, so just the- just trying to make sure that before I even go in the grocery store, like that's that I'm good and I affirm myself, but also like making a list that I only get what's on my list. Yeah. Um, but as far as like a budget, budget, nah, um, nah. Because I feel like that's putting. I put enough restrictions on myself. If yeah. I start doing that even more, then that's when the overspending comes into play too, because I've triggered myself. So I have to have this unique way of doing things mm-hmm. that keeps me on a, a steady pace. Yeah. Um I think I was about to say something. I forgot what I was about to say. Um it's not coming back either. As we close this out, any financial advice you would give to someone on their journey? Um, I would advise people to spend time with them themselves so that they can become aware of like their triggers and the um, the traumas that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, especially um, when it concerns money. Like when you spend a lot of money, like how does that make you feel? Or um, when you um, or when you even like mapping out your bills, like how does that make you feel? Like knowing, being aware of how you feel in the moment um, yeah. matters, and it'll tell you like where you need to go and what areas you need to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like even after the after this conversation, like what's coming up? Like when you hear this conversation, like what's, what's rising to the surface? Cause that's, that's exactly what you need to work on <laughs> and what you need to address. Um, but yeah, um, I would just advise them to like, um, spend some time, um, looking at, um, life and the triggers and stuff and just knowing that it's okay to take care of you. Like it is, it was, it is okay give yourself permission yeah so some people I think it's a lot of people that don't know they have financial anxiety or they struggle with you know that feeling um one way to kind of put it in perspective is everybody pretty much has a banking app on their phone how often do you actually check it I don't check mine often because it's a function of my financial anxiety and even though I know I have you know a good amount in my bank account if it's not the amount that I want it to be in there I don't like looking at it I don't like looking at how much I've spent yeah 
um, outside of the mental budget that I have for myself. So if you can relate to that feeling, you probably have financial anxiety. And I hope that this episode has done something for you. But if we haven't, you know, to sum it up, I would say um, give yourself permission to figure it out. Yeah. Finances is one of those things that we have to teach each other. But if someone didn't actually teach you, if you didn't have a parent who who was financially literate, you didn't have a household growing up that was financially literate. And then all your friends, either they had financial security or they themselves, you know, seem to be more financially literate. And you find yourself being one of those people that struggles. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Yeah. That's how you get to that point of figuring it out. Like, and so sometimes you're going to make mistakes. I made financial mistakes. I have student loans. I didn't have to have. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's a part of this conversation we touch on, but you know, um, if you spend a little bit too much one month and you start, you know, feeling like, Oh my God, this is starting to become a habit. Like that's okay too. That's how you figure it out. Mm-hmm. If you find yourself and you need a budget to break the habit. Yeah, right. You, you're going to make financial mistakes in your journey. You know what I'm saying? And that's okay. Give yourself permission to figure out money. That's the advice that I would give to you. Because the more you try to make it this elusive, this mysterious, this uncontrollable thing, the more that that's what it's going to be in your life. And so realize that you are the one that's in control. And there's so many different resources out there for you to get financial help. This wasn't one of those conversations. I know a lot of podcasts have financial literacy coaches and stuff on. I just wanted to talk to you. (laughs) And I wanted to tell our stories because I feel like that's where it starts for you to kind of identify what is your form of financial anxiety. And if you do have it, and then you can go and find those resources too. Yeah, I will also um, say um, don't ignore it either. Like, don't oh, feel yeah. like you have it all figured out and that nothing is wrong. Because that leads to destruction as well. Mm-hmm. All right, Spy Danny, go ahead and plug your stuff. You already know. Yeah, <laughs> it's Spy Danny here. Um, follow me on IG at, at Spy Danny underscore. Follow me on Facebook at Shakira Wortham LMT or um, the Spy Danny LLC page. And just follow me and stay updated um, with um, any promo codes, um, any uh, anything that I have going on. Um, yeah, and just stay connected to me um, and come get your Spy Danny experience. Yes, yes, yes. Y'all know I always put in the commercials, so please hit her up. Massages are amazing. I am probably going to be coming to you this week because I am in need this neck. I am way overdue. Um, But it's your host, Kay Antoinette, and you can follow me on Instagram at Antoinette underscore the blogger. You can also follow the Let's Build Futures page at let's underscore build underscore futures and visit letsbuildfutures.com where I do have a current blog post all about my solo travel to Asheville, North Carolina. I was up in the mountains. I enjoyed myself. Please go read it. Um, And you can also hit me up at allthingslbf at gmail.com if you have any comments, questions, concerns, or topic ideas. I will be happy to read them and then they'll possibly show up on the show. So, um, yeah. Have this financial conversation with yourself and all the people in your life because money is what makes the world go around is what they say. (laughs) Until next time. Bye.
Hello, welcome to the Perfect People Podcast. Join Orlando, Faranda, Quan, and Didi for a dive into culture, entrepreneurship, corporate America, and of course, our daily lives. You get the scoop, the tea, and so much more. Imperfect people, but perfectly put together. The, the Perfect, Perfect People, people Podcast. Podcast.